right into the microphone here. Did you know that slot machines are technically considered video games? Because it's a game. It's literally a game. And a lot of them, a lot of these, a lot of them, are like fancy videos and fancy lights. So they technically count as video games because they are games with video. I don't know. Well, I'm bringing that up because we just got back from Vegas and uh, (laughs) I lost a little bit of money. It's okay. It was was a good time. Welcome back to the DMGT podcast. My name is Danny. I am your host. Uh, And Spencer is uh, not. I gave Spencer the day off. Uh, He is not joining us. He went a little bit hard, just a little bit harder than I did over our, our shared weekend experience in one Las Vegas. Um, and honestly, I was like chatting him up, and he was like, "I don't know." Uh, he's like, "I could do it if we do like a fifteen minute episode." I'm like, "I'm not doing a fifteen minute episode. You can take the day off." I kind of figured. I kind of figured because I knew you went harder than I did. Uh, <laughs> waking up at eleven because he was rolling into into his his hotel room at four a.m. every day, and I couldn't hang. I was I was. I was a sleepy boy by one. I'm 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 in bed. Um, I could have hang. So that's that's where that's he has the week off. However, however, we're doing something a little fun on the YouTube channel with uh, Spencer doing some uh, some spicy takes on cyberpunk. So I'm gonna slap slap a video together, uh, and he has his basically his impressions on cyberpunk that i think people will get a kick out of um actually pretty informative too he sent me the recording already it's a solid 13 minutes probably trim some of that down to like 10 to 2 11 um for the youtube video but that's okay spencer that's okay it's just for you know for speeds take speed takes for 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 if if efficacy's sake that's the word so he will not be joining us, but it's okay. You got me, and we got plenty to talk about, okay? Because we're we're talking about uh, 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 a clip from Prince uh, talking shit about sampling and music. Is it getting out of hand? And maybe that clip has been taken out of context. Uh, we got, oh boy, more harassment lawsuits, and this time, this time against the Golden Child Nintendo. Um, so it's, man, just the the hits keep on coming. There, first of all. Stop! Stop harassing! Stop harassing women! Stop! Stop harassing anyone! But like Jesus, these these just like it feels like week after week after week. It's another class action lawsuit. So uh, people gotta really get it together in the gaming world. And then DBZ fans are either losing their shit or really happy that uh, there are now <laughs> Goku and Vegeta skins. Um, you can or uh, playable characters in Fortnite. So you got Goku and Vegeta, Vegeta hitting the fort, the uh, hitting the Fortnite with the with the TikTok dances, and it's very odd to see, super super weird. But I don't know. I I I found it pretty pretty entertaining, as well as uh, Spider Man Spider Man remastered, the PlayStation Four remastered for PS Five, getting its PC port finally, and oh my god. Mods galore, just mods everywhere. That's that's part of the fun of bringing a game over to to PC. So uh, players are, are having some some fun over on that side of the world. So uh, we got a couple of things to talk about. Some man, some impressions. I definitely want to talk about uh, 
just my experience. I should have brought Jay on. Uh, my experience at uh, Silk Sonic. So those of you that don't, aren't aware, let's just start there. Let's just start there. We'll recap the trip a little bit. If you aren't aware, uh, an evening with Silk Sonic was my choice for uh, album of the year last year. In my line, I think I'm lying. I am not. I am not. For a second, I thought I had selected uh, Leon Bridges' uh, Gold Digger sound last year. So anyways, I did select an evening with silk sonic for my choice for album of the year last year i absolutely loved the album still very much love the album so we booked our flights got our got our stuff we, we and, and we we're like oh shoot uh silk sonics they've they've got a residency in vegas let's let's just go to the show so i went with uh, our friend of the podcast uh jay and man well, you know usually Sometimes there are sometimes occasions where people are like, "Ooh, the uh, the Vegas residency shows uh, are devoid of any soul." Usually, because like it's an artist just just you know collecting the steady paycheck, and you know, good on them. You're, you're getting paid. Uh, and oh my goodness, they put they put on a show. So unfortunately, they kind of took away all everyone's phones. You know, they do that that thing where they put your phones in a pouch and then they like do the magnetic lock that you would kind of see in uh, like a clothing store, and you have to like unlock it through with the special tool or device or whatever. Um, so I couldn't take any fo- photo or video, but I, honestly, it was fine because it was it made for for an even better experience. Bruno and Anderson Pac are true performers to their core, and we got every ounce of that at at that show. It was a very fun time. We got a little bit of Bruno playing the drums and and backing up Anderson Pac on some of his uh solo stuff. We had Anderson Pac uh obviously drumming out to some of the Bruno songs. Um it's a solo stuff as well as plenty of Silksonic stuff. This is a 2 hour almost a full 2 hours like an hour and 50. Uh show so like just non-stop like it's a long set uh obviously an evening with silk sonic's like 45 minutes long so you gotta you gotta fill the rest of that time up with more music so what do you do you extend some of the songs naturally add some more intros add some more outros some interludes here and there they did some fun uh covers with the rest of the band members um backing silk sonic of like other 70s 80s 90s uh music that they uh, renditioned in like a saxophone or a, or a trumpet uh, the the guitarist was playing um what was it uh a willy wonka in, in the chocolate factory um shoot what's the song pure imagination so it was like really awesome beautiful cover of pure imagination in the guitar on in like a guitar solo it was super cool um so that was one of my favorite things obviously all the silk song silk sonic songs were incredible and and by the way both of them are great but bruno mars like I've never seen either of them live before, um, and this was probably the best way to experience either of them. Uh, honestly, it was it was one of my favorite shows of all of all time. Uh, man, this dude was going for it; like he he can hit every single note for two hours straight. My guy was hitting all the notes. Like obviously, I had a little bit of breaks in between, like every thirty minutes or so. Um, they'd like break for like a minute or two with some interlude stuff and then like towards the end there was like a solid 
five to ten minute uh, break where they had multiple different interludes before they like leaned into the encore and the closing out songs. But he was still hitting every note at the end. And it was honestly a really good like Vegas show. Uh, like that entire album, that entire project and, and the stuff that they're working on. The whole scene and vibe and energy is very Vegas, um, just in and of itself. And then you put that in actual Vegas. It just made sense. That residency feels natural. And it worked. They nailed it. We were at the uh, the Dolby Atmos Theater in uh, Park in the Park MGM Casino Hotel. And the soundproofing in there was fantastic. I'm a stickler for audio and audio production and the sound proofing and uh, just the sound stage that we had and just the acoustics, everything worked really well. And we were sitting all the way up like nosebleeds back to, backs to the wall, corner seats because we waited until the last minute to the week up to get tickets. Um, but it was still cool. It was still very, very much worth it. So if, if anyone ever finds himself in, in Vegas in the coming weeks because they're they're almost wrapping up this this residency, I highly recommend go see an e- Silk Sonic, Anderson Pac, Bruno Mars play their residency at the Park MGM. It is very a very, very good time. And then I'll let Spencer talk about this next week when he's back. But he and, and Christine and his wife went to go see uh, uh, the Katy Perry residency. And then they ha- apparently they had a great time. Now, he they have actual video there because they didn't take their phones away <laughs> at that show. But that was apparently a very good time as well. Of course, Katy Perry, great performer. Looked like a bun- bunch of fun props and, and, and just a bunch of fun things happening all at once. So, uh Quick little highlights of our of our time in in Vegas over over an extended weekend. Um, so that was that was a really good time. I I love I love watching live music, and it's probably one of the best ways to experience it. I know sometimes people don't like being around that many people in the crowd. Like I get that, but oh my god, when when an artist nails a live performance, there's just nothing like that. You can't to experience the music in person live. Uh, is is a whole different level. So I I I love it. I love it. And you know, keeping keeping in line with with our music here. Uh, I don't know how many people actually care about this, but but it's been getting some traction on TikTok and I guess some Twitter stuff. Some tweets pick, pick this up too. But like, there's this there's that clip floating around of of Prince basically saying that, uh, and this is taken out of context. I will say, but it's basically Prince saying that he feels that uh sampling and this is this is back this is an old interview this isn't like before before his passing or anything like that this is i mean obviously it was but like not around that time this is like early early uh prince uh into the 80s and 90s like when early hip-hop was was starting to gain more and more popularity in the mainstream and basically talking about like yeah sampling is cheapening the thing and because he's like a stickler for like musicianship and like playing music and and this and that um that obviously was taken out of context because he prints himself in subsequent interviews talked about him not really being the best person or the best avenue to talk about uh dissecting the uh i guess 
what is it the like the insides and the innards and the in and ins and outs of of hip hop and and like how that has evolved and changed and, and the impact it's had culturally like even he himself has said like you know what i defer i don't have uh, not not the right knowledge not in the right space to like really make informed uh opinions uh, of how he feels about not just hip-hop in general but like sampling and uh, the production styles that hip-hop uses obviously this is a big deal because like today like it, sampling I, I don't know can you ever can you even hear a song anymore um because so many hip-hop elements and, and rap production elements have been incorporated into mainstream pop and obviously rapping now the most most mainstream uh, form of music or the most popular rather um, same same difference same difference is it cheapening the music I disagree so uh, some vi- some of that videos were, were going around and I won't talk about like the creator specifically or anything because that's TikTok creator bullshit drama that it, who cares uh but i do want to talk about the topic because it brings up interesting points and i think the conversation has been at the very least uh, resurfaced and uh it's a good time to talk about it i strongly disagree that sampling cheapens uh musicality musicianship i think there are certainly instances where uh a, a, a use of a sample is very loose or lazy, one might even say, where they're just either slightly speeding it up, slightly speeding it down, just adjusting the tempo, maybe slightly adjusting the pitch, uh, but it follows the melody almost beat for beat. Uh, I might get some hate for this, but 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 maybe not. It's it's kind of like the most easy one to pick on right now is uh, that Jack Harlow song uh, that where he samples glamorous. It's it's literally just him adding some ad libs around the G L A like it's I there there could have been more uh, creative ways to to chop that up you know um so there that's like definitely an example of like it does happen it does happen but but in fairness uh it, it's not like his most popular song and you know people were like yeah we don't like this one in general so okay bad sampling is going to happen regardless just just because you play the guitar doesn't mean that it can be good you can you can tone tune a guitar the six strings to play a chord just on a simple strum without pressing any, any of the frets. And it'll sound like a nice chord. So, like, to say that sampling is the only lazy form of playing music or that you can't make lazy music with a traditional instrument is, like, one, just straight up wrong. Uh, learn yourself. Get educated, people. Stop being weird against sampling and hip-hop. Don't be racially motivated. I'm just kidding. Um, so there, there are those cases. But then, but then you have other, like so many more examples where I think it takes skill. And I'll use the one that most people are aware of now, and that's uh, the Daft Punk. Uh, one more time, where they chopped up that sample. What more spell on you by uh, Eddie Johns? Um, and and look, you you grab chords and you play it on an instrument. It's gonna sound pretty similar. You can add effects. You can switch things up here and there. But like, if you if I play a G chord on a guitar, somebody else grabs a G grabs a guitar and plays a G chord. You, I mean, like, you're effectively creating chords 
sure, it's like somebody else used it. Maybe they use similar effects and it sounds similar, but you're still making it yourself. I, I think this is a really good example of it done to that capacity where they're taking that sample. You are slowing it down just a bit so the tone sounds a little bit lower, but it's it's creating an entirely different song and an entirely different feel. It has those uh, those those effects but it's it's brand new. It's a brand that you can't listen to that. You can definitely listen like if you hear more spell on you um, and play it all the time, you're like, oh, oh, this is that part, and here's that part, and that's kind of how Daft Punk put it together. But it's a different sounding song. Like it's a different song. You can't tell me that one more time by Daft Punk sounds exactly like More Spell on You by Eddie Johns because they're different songs. They, the, the, the way that they structured and chopped up that beat and the chord progression, they changed it. They changed it. They, they made it their own. It became new. It became unique. That's the power that sampling can do um, while bringing in kind of like an homage to music that has been done in the past. I think that's where some of the complexity, like now, not again, I'll, I'll say it again. This is like the fifth time I said it in this like five minute uh, spiel here. Yeah, it can be done lazily and it can be done poorly, but it can also be done really, really well, just like everything else. So I don't I don't buy uh, that that sampling music is cheap or is cheapening music or, or it takes any less skill um, than making, you know, learning the, the piano and learning the guitar and, and, and coming up with the chords or playing the chords directly yourself. You can do that, and I'm not diminishing that ability either, but that shouldn't diminish the ability to make a good sample and, and chop up a beat and make it your own. That's, that's, that's my little rant on, on sampling. Also, just to just finish up real quick, just real quick, last note, I promise you, I guarantee you, most of your favorite artists, if you're like, oh, I listen to the traditional music, they're musicians themselves, I promise you they've sampled something, something in the past that isn't exclusively their own, exclusively from the studio during their sessions, whether it be like a sound clip of some fans or an audience or, or just anything in the world. Not not even just just a track or just music by itself. I promise you, that's technically called sampling. That's technically sampling. If someone grabs like an audio of like, uh, like like the Chief Keef track, right? Uh, Love Sosa. Like that opening minute is just some some guy that was ranting on Twitter uh, or on a on a on a video on social media, and then you slap that into Love Sosa because it fit with the theme of the song and blah blah blah. That's technically called sampling. I promise you your favorite musician and artist or band or whoever has done that. Promise you. And that's called sampling. So boom. There you go. Sample. All right. All right. I'm done. I promise. I'm done. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Z, Fortnite, fans, people looking, people mad or crazy or just having fun with it. I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. It's just kind of funny to see, uh, Goku and Vegeta getting added to Fortnite, just like everything else. It's just a hodgepodge, homogenous thing of just pop culture. <laughs> this this beast and monster that Fortnite has become with Star Wars characters and Marvel characters and anime characters and all these other like 
other video game characters have been you know skinned into into the game uh but now now dragon ball z fortnite goku and vegeta being being the latest additions i do enjoy i do appreciate that they each get like their own individual emotes for like charging up and going super saiyan and all that stuff on top of getting like their own uh like abilities or weapons in the game so you basically can get uh goku and and vegeta do their kamehameha and uh what was it um not the kamehameha oh boy uh the final flash or whatever um and it's basically just works like any other uh like gun ish in in Fortnite, but like it's uh it's the chi blast it's the key blast and it looks cool it looks kind of cool it's kind of funny to see like clip the clips are already going around like crazy of goku doing hitting a kamehameha against someone and then like doing a stupid tiktok dance afterwards i i get it i understand why like someone would be like oh no what are you doing to my childhood um i don't know i think it, i found it hilarious you you get murked by by one goku and then he immediately hits the gritty afterwards are you kidding me how is that not the best thing you've seen this week how you're lying you're lying to me grow up or don't grow up stay young so i mean that's i think that's fun like you're incorporated like at this point like we just got to accept that the reality that we live in especially in the game like fortnite like uh, it's just going to continue to happen you're, you're seeing it happen with um oh uh, shoot what is, what is that uh the the other game um uh, all stars royale not uh, multiverses sorry multiverses the warner brothers one where you got like Bugs Bunny and and Wonder Woman and and LeBron James, uh, and, and Scooby Doo or, or Shaggy, what? This is like a weird combination of characters into a video game when you have like a Smash like uh, game, a fighter. Uh, so like we're seeing that more and more, where like all these just a culmination of different cultures and characters and, and franchises just like bleh, being ter- thrown into this one giant blob. And we could talk about, sure, we can have conversations about, is this, uh, you know, are we approaching like the peak or the end or something of late capitalism and uh, consumption and franchises and lo- lo- the loss of originality? Maybe. Maybe, but that's that's a less fun conversation than like, ha Goku hit the gritty. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, it, the more, the quicker we accept it and just embrace it, it's fine. It's fine. All these big, all these titles and, and franchises and characters that we had uh, some ties to, especially if you're a filthy millennial like me or or older, God forbid. Um, that's just what's going to happen. Like all the nostalgia, like from, from those things, like they're just being capitalized on and you know, whatever, we're going to have to move on. And if you're looking for recreating that feeling that you had as you were, as, as you had as a child, you're not going to get that. So let's accept that and move on and just enjoy the things for what they are. And then start moving on to some smaller games, some smaller franchises, lesser known things, just because it's not the most popular thing in the world. Doesn't mean it's bad. And that's that, and then that's how we landed on Stray. It was great. Sure, not as long as like a traditional game would have been in the past, but still very, very good. And let's be honest: if you're over the age of 25, do you really have that much time to be putting uh, 
into a, a hundred hour campaign of a video game? Come on, be honest. Be honest. Ask yourself that question. Maybe you do. Maybe I do. But still, <laughs> we'll feel a little bit less bad about ourselves. Like, okay, I crushed this out in five hours. And, and to that point, Cult of the Lamb. I haven't picked it up yet. I haven't picked it up yet. I just got back. Had to catch up on, on work stuff uh, because I have, a, I have a filthy day job and I have a day job and responsibilities to maintain. But it looks so fun. It looks uh, what, what dastardly. Dastardly is a good word for this, where you're like this little lamb and you start a cult. It's amazing. You're a lamb. It's like equally cute and evil at the same time. It is very fun. Uh, it's available everywhere, which I love. So Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch. No console wars on this one. And it, it's a good time. I think this, that's another one where, like, play this, man. If you're like, oh, uh, where are all the games, blah, blah, blah. Play this. I, pr- I bet you this looks like a great time. I haven't played it yet, but all, all the gameplay footage I've seen so far. Uh, my guy... Uh, my guy, Bubbly Nuggets, who whooped my ass in Halo. Shout out, Bubbly Nuggets. Uh, that guy sucks. I'm just kidding, Bubbly. You're, you're great. Uh, he was, I watched him stream it for a little bit, and I was like, this looks great. I'm not going to watch too much more. Uh, support the homies, but I'm like, this one I want to experience on my own. So uh, I ducked out of there, but it looks fun. I'm going to be playing this game uh, probably this weekend um, since I I can't, <laughs> can't be spending a lot more money uh, after, after uh, a pretty heavy heavy not even just the gambling like just you know we hit up restaurants and we were doing stuff in vegas and uh yeah that that took a toll on the bank on the old bank account so i have to do something indoors and on the cheaps and this one this game runs 30 bucks so i'm gonna do that and spend a few hours 10 hours on the weekend playing this but yeah that's what i mean like this is this is this is a good one this is a good one, and everyone should play it because it looks like a fun time. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, time for a little bit of serious talk. Sorry, folks, but we covered the new stuff here, too, and we've been covering it for a lot of the other stuff. I mentioned at the top of the uh, uh, at the intro. Um, I'm not going to get into any of the details here. So for a trigger warning, but trigger warning, this is a topic of sexual harassment at Nintendo of America. So. New class action lawsuit. Uh, lots of uh, female game testers at Nintendo facing uh, harassment and abuse. Um, and just like with a lot of, honestly, a lot of receipts, a lot of evidence here. Um, and now now Nintendo of America is getting hit. So this I do have to add that is specifically Nintendo of America. But still, that's a subsidiary of... Uh, of Nintendo and Nintendo has historically kept a pretty uh I don't know I guess like wholesome family image appeal and, and things like that but like even they are not um exempt from from hiring shitty people and like letting that slide is the craziest part of all of this like uh, some of these uh or a lot of a lot of these uh accusations and claims and, and evidence is is basically from just a few years ago but still to to like see what's happening at 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 sony at uh activision blizzard at at uh 
all these other companies and like all these uh, like all the class action lawsuits that have come uh, over the last year or so, and especially in gaming, like they've they've it's kind of had its own reckoning here um, in recent memory. It's just like, how, why do you keep hiding this? Why do they keep hiding this? And and really, I keep bringing it up because, like, as a as a dude, like, you gotta, we gotta talk to other dudes and be like, we gotta cut this shit out. You gotta cut this shit out, um, and stop being an an asshole to people. Like, I don't understand how hard is it to like not say something stupid in a workplace. In a, I I can't imagine like in a workplace. Are you are you shitting me in a workplace? This is ridiculous. So uh yeah yeah i mean like that that's that's the biggest thing i think we gotta keep working on as as gamers especially as gamer men in gaming the the female demographic is huge now like it's not it's not just a bunch of dudes or it's not just targeted at dudes exclusively anymore uh what is it, like 50 percent of the gaming base is identifies as fe- as 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 female or, or women like that's we gotta share we gotta share the damn spaces here, baby. So that's that's a that's an unfortunate thing to have come out of this. So Nintendo's kind of dealing dealing with uh, some of these accusations. Um, not not really, you know, following through on like some of the benefits, like not even just the D. Uh, abuse stuff but like even even stuff like uh maternity leave and not really like uh actually following through on that and or or retaliating if you know if these the women were taking uh, or trying to take their actual company promised benefits of uh, maternity leave or anything like that so obviously nintendo has come out with like oh we have zero tolerance blah 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 uh we are looking into this you know the classics but yeah man i don't i don't really know what else we can do besides continuing to highlight these cases as they come um, and stop being shitty to people and like do, doing all that. Like it's, it's ruining video games. It's supposed to be like an escape for, for, for a lot of us. So yeah, it's a bummer, but like, come on guys, be better, be better. Well, it feels strange to like switch it, but like, hey, we're just covering news here. Uh, and then finally, finally, uh, we're talking Spider-Man. Spider-Man uh, Remastered has made its way over to PC. So congratulations, PC gamers. You get you get this uh, PlayStation X exclusive because it's not exclusive anymore, obviously, because now you have it in PC. I think we're going to keep seeing this um, from the PlayStation side. For it moving forward, I think maybe like a year, six months to a year, uh, like timed exclusive if you're like on a console. But like, I think this is good. Uh, and then like PlayStation's obviously making a bunch of money off of this. They're outside like, oh, God of War is like the top third three in the top three of uh, rated games and most bought games on Steam this year. And we just did that this year. And it's a four year or three year old game. Cool, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep doing this because it's making us money, re- reviving uh, a title that wouldn't have seen these types of sales otherwise. So yeah, they're going to keep they're going to keep doing that because money wins, baby. Um, but it's fun. Spider-Man remastered. There people are like, you know, you're playing as Kingpin, like they're modding the crap out of this game. Um, 
And it's fun. It's just funny. It's just funny to see like Kingpin swinging around uh, <laughs> New York City with like the web slingers and stuff. It's it's just very funny. I think I think we're gonna see more of this in uh, in the games. Like we we saw with 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 God of War, as I mentioned. I think someone put in uh, Homer and like swinging the bat, uh, the swinging the axe to, to to bring down the the tree. Is very funny to see mods are fun man that's like that's like half in my opinion that's like half of the appeal for uh getting a pc on top of like obviously way better performance and graphics and you know fps and all that stuff but a lot of games especially shooters are better to play some mouse and keyboard uh, if you're able to uh, of course and it's fun it's a good time to to like after i beat the crap out of skyrim a bunch of times I put a hundred uh, hours into it. And then I put another hundred hours just like screwing around with mods and like fixing some stuff that, you know, the original makers just were never going to do because they've moved on. Those developers have moved on to other projects and things like that. So like the development support for it has stopped. Uh, and then you get updates and stuff. That's why Skyrim is still so popular today because it's such, it's like has supported the mod community so well that you can keep playing and keep it fresh with different content. Then sometimes people just get really, really ambitious and they, and they put in some real heavy work into some of these mods. Like there are mods in Skyrim where you're effectively playing a whole new, like tree of, of side events and, and, and side quests, or it basically creates its own little mini campaign and a story that you can follow through. And you throw in an easy, some of them, you're like playing for an extra 10 to 20 hours. Like imagine an extra 10 to 20 hours of content through mods and it works well and it looks good. That's, that's, that's the beauty of modding. Once again, Skyrim specifically made a lot of assets uh, available for, for people to actually use and, and make it feel that way. But otherwise, it was like with Stray, people were like playing as Garfield. Right or, or someone threw in Scooby Doo if I if I recall correctly and you're playing a Scooby Doo instead of the cat. It's funny. It doesn't look look the same, but and these these don't always look the best either. But it's fun. It's kind of throws in a little little uh, salt and pepper, little spice, little spice on 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 your gameplay experiences. And it's a good time. All right, that's this week's episode. Not not very long. We got some. We'll cover some more music next week when spencer's back we are both gonna be at the kendrick lamar baby keem concert in chicago this week at the united center so we will bring you a full review of that because we are very excited for that more live music more gaming stuff we'll talk about because of the lamb keep an eye out on the youtube channel i'm going to be putting throwing throwing up spencer's uh, 13 minute rants on cyberpunk uh spoilers for those of you that got this late he does not <laughs> agree that it is good or better anymore uh so it's a fun listen it'll be a fun watch over on the youtube channel so uh thanks for listening bye hat um okay bye